Hey, what's up and welcome back to the Nerd Notes. I am your host, Miss Super Nerd, and I'm so excited to welcome you back to episode number five of the first season, the first chapter of the Nerd Notes. If you are brand new here, welcome. If you're coming back, I appreciate you. For those of you who are dropping in for the first time, let me give you a quick overview. The Nerd Notes is a conversation about your life and entrepreneurship. Here we discuss everything that it takes to master your hustle and master your life simultaneously. So that's your money, your family, and the hustle, your business, and the brand as well. So if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Make sure you have your notebook out because the hustle is in session. All right, y'all, welcome back. I'm really excited to be at week number five of this podcast. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. After week one, I wasn't feeling that confident about the nerd notes. I wasn't sure I wanted to continue, but I'm very grateful to all the amazing people who tuned in, gave me dope feedback about ways to improve the podcast, as well as what they enjoyed and encouraged me to keep going. And so we are back for week five. Now, something that's going to change a little bit is we're going to continue to focus on the business and the brand and all that other good stuff. Um, But what we're going to be doing is we're going to kind of start to create structure around the content. So if you are tuned in for episode five or episode 55, you will know which edition of the Nerd Notes you need to tune into and which chapters are applicable to you. So each episode is a chapter in a book, in your Hustler's Playbook that you can reference. So if you're tuning in for the first season, that means that you're in edition number one, which is perfect because we are talking strictly about the basis and the groundwork for starting a business, starting a hustle, being an entrepreneur. As this podcast evolves and as some of my dope business homies come on board to have conversations with me about the hustle, we'll come up with new additions and we'll kind of start to focus on different parts of the journey, different parts of the entrepreneurial experience. So I really hope that you stay tuned and you keep coming back and you continue to share the nerd notes with your hustle network. With that being said, we're going to jump right into this week's word of the week. And this one comes from the indomitable and iconic Robert Kiyosaki. And his quote is, when I started my last business, I didn't receive a paycheck for 13 months. The average person can't handle that pressure. This week's conversation with me and you listening in is all about pressure and pace. So a lot of social media content, a lot of social media influencers, a lot of what you see online will have you believing that being an entrepreneur is the easiest thing in the world. You come up with an idea, you get together a couple dollars, you throw it at the internet, and you wake up a multimillionaire. If that was the case, we'd all be multimillionaires, okay? Um, That does not mean that it is impossible and that does not mean that overnight successes do not exist. There are some people who have created dope brands overnight, dreamt it up, put it out there, didn't know if it was going to pop and woke up, 
had $100,000 in the bank because people invested in it. Now, with that being said, the majority of entrepreneurs will tell you that that really ain't what it is. That really ain't how it works. That is not the experience. And so today I wanted to have a conversation with y'all who are tuning in and who are sharing this podcast with your friends and your hustle network about the importance of being prepared for the pressure of entrepreneurship and building a brand, as well as the importance of setting a pace to ensure that you are in line with your success. So let's talk about pressure first. We've all heard the quotes, you know, pressure makes diamonds, fire refines gold. And let's be honest, none of us really want to deal with the pressure. If we had it our way, we'd choose the easy route. Nobody wants to struggle. Um, You may want to learn, grow, and evolve, but nobody wants to go through the headache, the pain, the disappointments, um, the potential failure that comes with starting anything brand new. You want to be successful. Nobody starts off something with the intention to fail. With that being said, however, um, it is important that there is an awareness and a realization that being an entrepreneur is challenging. Okay. It is challenging regardless of how well prepared you are. It is challenging regardless of how much capital you have. It is challenging regardless of how extensive your network is. And the reason why is because being an entrepreneur means that you are interacting with other human beings and you do not exist in a silo. Being an entrepreneur means that there are environmental impacts to your business that you have no control over. Case in point, you may have an e-commerce business that purchases product and all of a sudden because of politics, your taxes and duty have increased, which means that you now either have the choice of taking a hit on your profits or offsetting those costs to your customers. You didn't have control over the politics, but those politics are now affecting your bottom line. You could have... A branding agency or a digital marketing agency, be a graphic designer, whatever the case may be, create an amazing product, an amazing project for a client and never actually get paid for it or never actually get paid what you deserve for the work that you did. You could be a farmer doing everything that your grandfather taught you and your father taught you about, you know, farming the land or your grandmother and grand, uh, your grandmother and mother. Regardless of who taught you how to farm, you're doing everything that you're supposed to do. You've done your research and then you get hit with a drought. You get hit with a snowstorm. You get hit with a tornado that you have no control over and your entire crop for a season is wiped out. And that could be anything from a few thousand dollars worth of loss to millions of dollars worth of revenue lost. And you still have to pay people. You still have to pay bills. You still have to feed your family. So there are things outside of your control and scope that are going to impact your business either positively or negatively and you need to be realistically prepared not only for those impacts and how you react and pivot to them but for the pressure that comes with it. Now the examples that I gave you are very tangible and in quotation marks realistic impacts but there are other impacts. There is somebody being mad that you're being successful so they talk smack about you in the streets. There is your family not supporting you and telling you that your idea is crazy so it affects your self-esteem and you start suffering from depression and anxiety. There are plenty of reasons that an entrepreneur will experience pressure but what I believe is the greatest pressure that any entrepreneur will experience going into the business that they're that they're establishing, regardless of what the business is, regardless of what the financial risks is, is the pressure of not being able to go the distance. 
So let's talk about going the distance and we'll circle back to Robert Kiyosaki's example. And I'm going to use somebody who I saw on Instagram have an amazing success this past month. And I have so much respect for the brand that they've built. I have so much respect for the success that they're experiencing. And for a lot of people on the outside looking in who don't know this entrepreneur's um, history, they may think that this was an overnight success. So there is an entrepreneur on Instagram by the name of Mia Ray. She owns a brand called Glamaholic. Glamaholic is travel accessories, um, bags, wallets, passport covers, totes, things of that nature, all targeted towards women who want to travel or travelers, regardless of gender, who want to travel in style, who want to travel iconically um, and differentiate themselves from other travelers, right? And this about... A week and a half ago, Mia Ray did um, a sale for her um, silver and um, pink metallic tote and duffel combo. Okay, so on average, you could either purchase the tote or the duffel independently, or you could uh, purchase them as a combo. And the prices range anywhere from about, I believe it was $80 to about $280 for the set if you got both. She sold out in four minutes four minutes and she had sold out of the available inventory of the product that she had created. She designed these bags. She sourced the, 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 the manufacturer. She had to get these bags shipped internationally. So for a while she couldn't even give people a release date and they sold out in four minutes, right? Now let's be clear. There are plenty of luggage companies out there, plenty of luggage companies out there. There are plenty of luxury brands that are selling luggage accessories, and travel accessories. Um, and for a lot of people on the outside looking in, I saw a lot of people congratulating, but I also saw a few snarky comments. I mean, they were definitely the minority. Um, but for a lot of people on the outside looking in, there was uh, a few assumptions that were made. Uh, the first assumption was, this is always how her business uh, works. The second assumption was, well, this ain't anything brand new. She's an overnight success. Supercent did it when she hit a million dollars in less than an hour during Black Friday last year. You know, whatever. Here's a newsflash for those people who may be familiar with Mia Ray on Instagram and Glamaholic and may not be familiar with her story. Here's a newsflash for the people who talk smack. Mia Ray has spent the last 10 years building up to this form to this four minute moment of glory 10 years she has been extremely transparent about the moments where she was broke she has been extremely transparent about the moments where she wanted to give up she has been extremely transparent about the nights and the days and the meetings that she walked out of in tears unsure whether or not she, she should continue pushing she has evolved and pivoted um, from when Glamaholic first launched to where she has gotten. And there were a lot of lessons that she learned. There were a lot of sacrifices that she made. But the most important thing about Mia Ray's journey and any other person that you see who's successful on Instagram um, or social media, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, is that they had to go the distance. They had to be resilient. They had to be committed to their dream and the cause. And they had to keep pushing beyond the moments where it felt like there was no point in pushing. 
Now, I've been a brand strategist um, in total for over a decade. I have worked solely as a brand strategist without a corporate hustle to create a parachute and a safety net for, I'd probably say about three years during that 10-year period. There have been moments in my brand strategy career before I had an agency, before I had a subcontractors, before I had staff, there have been moments when I didn't know if I was going to be able to pay the rent. There have been moments, weeks, entire weeks where I was living off of oatmeal and ramen noodles because I couldn't afford groceries because I had to pay my car insurance instead. There have been moments where I sacrificed paying my phone bill for months on end so that I could complete a client project, hoping and praying that the client would pay me on time so that I could pay back my cell phone service provider and ensure that, you know, my phone was on for the next client who reached out to me. There have been moments where I've been downright suicidal, where I have sobbed into the phone, talking to my friends, talking to my significant other, ready to tap out and not wake up the next morning because I was so overwhelmed. I was so tired of struggling and pushing and scraping and scrimping and seemingly not having any success. And I will let y'all know that entrepreneurs are a different breed of human being. Because in those moments when most people would tap out and just go find another job, go back to corporate, entrepreneurs are deranged enough to be like, it's going to work out. After the tears, after the suicidal thoughts, after being ready to tap out, after months of living off of ramen noodles and oatmeal, after, you know, running errands with your tank on, please just put some gas in me, just put five on it. They'll keep pushing. And you as an entrepreneur who is looking to establish a business need to be prepared for the push, need to be prepared for the pressure Um, because the pressure is a reality and an aspect of the business. It's not going to go away regardless of how much capital you have in the bank, regardless of how well you researched your market, did your homework, because there are external factors that you have no control over. There are going to be moments when you're going to be challenged. And as an entrepreneur, beyond your business case, beyond your business plan, your marketing plan, building up capital, establishing a network, um, sourcing resources, doing your homework, one of the things that you need to do is step in front of the mirror, look yourself dead in the eye, eliminate the fairy tales. I'm not talking about the vision boards. I'm not talking about the vision journals. I'm not talking about write it down, make it happen. You need to have a very real grown folks conversation with yourself and ask yourself if all the wheels came off, if this train went off the tracks, if I ran out of my savings, if something impacted my business tomorrow and I was left with nothing but hope, the passion for what I have, and the vision for what I'm attempting to build. Do I have it within me to keep pushing? My business mentor, Pollyanna Reed, is an amazing businesswoman, an amazing mentor, and a published Forbes author, okay? She writes, she ghostwrites for athletes, um, business execs, celebrities, politicians, okay? She has three businesses, with over 40 employees across these businesses that she is responsible for. 
And she will let you know that it took her 10 years to get to the point where she has all these accolades, where she has an amazing conference that happens in the U.S. called BYOB that she does with, you know, her brother and an amazing, amazing brand genius by the name of Drew. She has this Forbes moniker. She has, you know, these amazing um athletes and professionals in different sectors recognizing her and wanting to do business with her but it took her 10 years and in those 10 years she sacrificed instead of buying the dope car that she wanted to buy instead of you know buying the purses and the bags she rode the bus she made sacrifices she did what she had to do she faced the pressure understanding that she was in it for the long haul She wasn't doing this just for the glory. She was doing it for the legacy. And so you as an entrepreneur need to really ask yourself, if you didn't have the security of a paycheck every two weeks, if you didn't have the security of good health care benefits that cover your dental and your vision and you getting a massage once a week or once a month, if you didn't have somebody, you know, matching your contribution to your RSP and your 401k, if you didn't have the guarantee that you're going to have savings and you're going to be able to buy a house, if you didn't have all these things and you had to deal with the pressure, are you built to build the brand? That was one heck of an alliteration, but you're going to have to be prepared for the pressure right now. One of the things that often causes unnecessary pressure is the other point of contact that I wanted to discuss with y'all today. And that's the pace with which you prepare and propel your business. I am so in alliteration country today. I'm sorry, y'all. A lot of small businesses will start, have a good idea. And if they're really lucky, they'll take off. And then not be ready for the takeoff. They'll start with, you know, a few hundred customers here. You'll end up on Oprah's list of things you have to have for the holidays. And all of a sudden you have a hundred thousand orders. And the ability to turn your business from a small mom and pop shop into a national conglomerate. It's happened. And a lot of small businesses are not built nor prepared for that eventuality. Now, a lot of small businesses don't make it past the first year. But for those that do, one of the pressures that you can ensure that you are prepared for is the pressure to scale. The pressure to take your business to the next level. And the tips I'm going to give you next are going to be applicable to handling pressure, um, but they're also going to be applicable to ensuring that you are setting the pace for your business growth and you're prepared for business growth Um, because that is a whole nother level of pressure that a lot of people aren't prepared for. People want success, but they don't understand the price of success. It is a whole different ball game when you've been doing something and it's comfortable. You know that every month you're bringing in X amount of dollars. You only have X amount of clients or X amount of product that you need to bring out. And then all of a sudden there is a need and a demand and an opportunity to take your business to the next level. And you're now working 18 hour days. You're now, you know, renegotiating manufacturing and production contracts. You're now having to catch flights and potentially call in sick to your nine to five because you're going to have to leave your side hustle if you have a side hustle. Or, you know, you're now going to have to have a conversation with your significant other and, you know, tell them to calm down because you're now going to have to be out of town a few more weekends a month um, in order to 
take your business to the next level. That's a whole different level of pressure that you need to be prepared for. And so I want to give you some tools um, and um, some guides into how to deal with the pressure and how to deal um, with either having to catch up with the pace of your business growth or preparing for the pace of your business growth because you know that what you're building is going to grow exponentially. And that's you know, not just you believe and you hope and pray. Okay. So number one, even though Will Smith tells you not to do this, you have to be realistic about the reality of entrepreneurship. By that, what I mean is that entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. You have to have the heart for entrepreneurship, which means you have to be so committed, so invested, so dedicated to what you're building and creating. Tapping out is not an option. Okay, so when you're at ramen noodle level, when your car is running on $5 worth of gas, when your significant other is ready to get up and leave the relationship because they're not getting enough attention, you're not around the way that you used to be, you're always gone, so they need somebody to hold them at night and they need somebody to love them. When people are talking bad about you behind your back, when employees steal from you, when customers don't pay you on time, when you get sick but you still have to show up for something. You need to have the fortitude and the endurance to understand you're going to have to work through those challenges. You're going to have to rise above those challenges and you're going to have to keep on pushing. You're going to have to keep on pushing, baby. You're going to have to keep on pushing because success sits on the other side of those challenges because you become a better business person. You become a more resilient human being. You become a better hustler. You get to the point where the finish line is a priority and sacrifices are no longer sacrifices. It's just a choice about priorities. So number one, you need to have the heart for the hustle and you need to be very realistic about the reality of entrepreneurship. Yes, there are beautiful, glorious moments when you can retire your parents, you can buy them homes, you can make sure they're taken care of for the rest of their adult lives. There are beautiful moments when you can catch flights and you can fly business class only. There are beautiful moments when you can go to the Maldives and take all your girlfriends because you just felt like it. There are beautiful moments when you can buy your girlfriend that, you know, Tiffany's engagement ring that you've always wanted to put on her finger. There are beautiful moments to the entrepreneurship journey. There are beautiful moments when you can give people jobs and you can change your community, when you can change your family's legacy, help people go to university, help people establish their own business, create legacies of, you know, financial wealth and financial independence. Those are all beautiful. However, there is a price associated with creating those legacies and you need to be willing to pay that price because it will be asked of you. It will come in the form of sleepless nights. It'll come in the moments of depression and frustration and anger and rage and loss of faith and despondency. It'll come in the form of, you know, being broke for a quick minute because you're putting everything back into your business or because your business just has hit a plateau and you're trying to figure out how to shift the gears and how to move the needle. It will come and there'll be a price that you will need to pay um, and you will need to have the endurance to do so. So number one, be realistic about the reality of entrepreneurship. Number two, you need to have a circle around you that is not only going to help you be realistic, but that is going to truly support you when the wheels come off. I am extremely fortunate to have 
been blessed with amazing people around me. Now, my circle didn't start off looking the way that it looks right now. I had to be very honest about what I needed. I had to be very honest about what I wanted. I had to be very clear about the legacy that I wanted to build. Um, and that required me eliminating a lot of people from my life and eliminating access to me from a lot of people in my life that I love and that I care for and that I want to see succeed. But I understood that I needed to have people around me who were going to take me to where I wanted and needed to be. Um, and so you have to start being really selective and start asking yourself, are the people who are around me, are the activities that I participate in, are the conversations that I have, are the places that I go all aligned with the vision that I have for my hustle for my business and for my life. And you will start to realize that there are some people who you love, but they ain't got love for you. There are some people who you ride for, but they would leave you high and dry. There are some people who want to see you win as long as you don't win more than them. And there are some people who are just good for kicking it, but not good for building a legacy and an empire with. And so you need to be very intentional and um, selective about the circle of people that you build around you. They need to be able to emotionally support you. They need to be able to call you out on your BS. They need to be able to reaffirm that what you're doing is important and that they support your vision. They need to be able to invest into you, whether it's conversations, telling you about great books and great podcasts. So you become a better hustler. Um, you know, telling you about business opportunities, putting you on, talking about you in rooms where you're not. So number two, you need to have a circle that is aligned with your vision. And you will notice that your circle that is aligned with your vision is going to get smaller and smaller the more successful that you become because the conversations, when the air is thinner, are a whole lot different, okay, than the conversations on the ground. There are a lot of people, there are billions of people who currently sit below, you know, the ground level of Mount Everest. And there is a very small group of people who can say that they've been to the top of Mount Everest, made it back down, and lived to tell the journey. And the amount of training and investment and sacrifice, the people who had to support them and believe in them, the people who prayed over them when they heard about avalanches and snowstorms and, you know, sub-zero temperatures, that was a circle that they needed in order to successfully climb Mount Everest in order to iconically redefine their lives and the lives of people around them in order to inspire their community. So when you're an entrepreneur, you are climbing your own Everest and you need a circle that's going to get you up there, that's going to bring you down. Even if you're doing the heavy lifting, you're not doing it alone, okay? Number three, you need to pace yourself. There are going to be instances when your business takes quantum leaps forward and that's a beautiful thing, but you need to position yourself for those leaps, meaning that your business infrastructure, the basis and the foundation of how your business operates and functions needs to be airtight. Your team that works in your business needs to be locked in and loaded. They need to be committed to the vision, to the growth, to the potential of going from working nine to five Monday through Friday to having to be in the office every day for six weeks, working 18 hour days for that quantum leap to manifest into the next chapter. So you need to be prepared for the pace that is going to come as success comes at you. So you need to have in your business the infrastructure, your legal, your financial, your team, your operations that are going to be aligned with your vision as your business grows. You need to have a team that is prepared and flexible enough to pivot 
as your business grows and evolves because sometimes you have a very clear vision and then the universe your creator whoever you pray for comes along and goes you know i know that you have this five million dollar dream i got this 50 million dollar dream for you it's going it's going to require you to go left instead of going right and you need a team and you need a business that is prepared for that pivot you need a business that is prepared for that 50 million dollar growth And then you need to have faith above all else. When the pressure hits, when your business is going supersonic and you feel like you're just trying to catch up and you feel like you're losing it, you feel like you're giving up everything that matters to you for this business. You need to have faith, faith in yourself, faith in why you started the business, faith in the vision that you're creating and faith in the outcome. Now, if you pray, pray to whoever you need to pray to and do so consistently. My mentor, Pollyanna, has three F's that she says need to consistently be aligned. Your faith, finances, and fitness. Okay? Whoever you pray to, and I'm not here to dictate what your faith should be when it comes to religion and spirituality. Um, whoever you pray to, you need to get real close. Y'all need to be having regular conversations. That 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 deity, that 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 entity that you are committed to, whether it's singular or plural, needs to be a part of your business because that faith is sometimes going to be the only thing that keeps you going. The faith that what you're doing matters. The faith that you being in those rooms is where you're supposed to be. The faith that your work is integral to your vision. The faith that your vision is going to create a legacy that shifts your own reality and shifts the reality of your community and the people that you care about. You need to hold on to that faith. So to recap, get realistic about the reality of entrepreneurship. It is a beautiful journey, but it demands a lot. Number two, make sure that your circle is airtight when it comes to protecting your dream and protecting your peace of mind because this hustle life requires you to have a team that rides for you like no other. Number three, make sure that your business is prepared for the pace of success that will come if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're doing it right. That means the right infrastructure from your operations to your finances to your legal that means the right people working with you and for you and alongside you. And that includes your banker. That includes your lawyer. That includes your personal trainer if you have one. You need to have the right circle of people. That includes your business associates. That includes the friends that you go to brunch with. Are y'all having conversations about getting the bag? Or are y'all having conversations about who slept with who on Love and Hip Hop? If you're not Mona Scott, that conversation does not pay you. It does not build your legacy. It does not build the future that you want. So that circle has to be airtight and you need to start eliminating the naysayers, the dead weight, and the people who aren't going to help you get to the top of your Everest. And number four, when the pressure hits and it feels like you're in a Warner Brothers cartoon and you're just trying, you're Wiley Coyote trying to catch up to the roadrunner of your business and your career and your success, have faith. Have faith in who you are, have faith in what you're building, and have faith in the outcome. So that is my takeaway for this week when it comes to pressure and pace. I am giving you lessons that I have learned for myself, um, that I have experienced. Um, I can't lie to y'all because Google is real. 
you can find anything you want to find about anybody. And I have no desire to lie to y'all. I believe that every business owner and every dreamer has the right to create something that they're going to be proud of, to create something that outlives them um, and is a legacy that they can pass on to their family. And I wish every person who tunes into this podcast, who tunes into every episode of this podcast, nothing but success wealth, health, and lots of laughter and love. And that might seem really corny, but every human being just wants those things. Um, and if my little podcast here on this corner of the internet can help you get to where you're going, then I'm abundantly grateful. I hope that you enjoy this podcast. I hope that you found value in this podcast. If you did enjoy it and you did find value, please feel free to share it with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe regardless of where you're listening to me on. And I'm available on most podcast platforms, but you can find me on anchor.fm um, and search the nerd notes. And then you can choose whether or not you want to listen to me on Stitcher, Breaker, um, iTunes, Google Play. I'm everywhere. You can podcast and stream. Um, but if you enjoy the podcast, please feel free to share it with your hustle network. Please do not hesitate to slide into my DMs on um, Facebook, on IG. Just search for Nerd & Co. or Miss Super Nerd and you'll find me um, and have a conversation. Tell me what topics you'd like me to cover. Tell me who you'd like me to have interviewed and have conversations about business and life on the podcast and we'll go from there, I genuinely appreciate you for tuning in. I want to shout out all my amazing listeners in LA, in Boston. I have listeners who are out in the desert sands in Kuwait and Dubai, and I'm so grateful for y'all. Thank you to my TDOF family who tune in and support and share, to my people in Miami who tune in and share. I am so grateful for y'all for supporting me and for putting the word out, and I hope that y'all have a bomb week, and uh, we'll connect next week. Y'all have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in. I sincerely hope that you found value and insight that will allow you to keep evolving and growing as an entrepreneur or brand. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to subscribe and leave your rating on your favorite podcast network and share us with your hustle network. To get in touch with us directly, you can find all of our social media handles via our website, www.nerdnco.com. That is www.nerdnco.com. My team and I drop motivation as well as brand and hustle knowledge on those platforms regularly. Whilst visiting the site, I recommend that you subscribe to our Nerd Notes biweekly newsletter. In there, we drop brands that we love, tools and resources you need to stay ahead of the pack, and guides on how to navigate ever-shifting algorithms and trends. Please let us know what you think of the show, who you would like to take notes from in the future, and what topics you want us to examine and discuss. Until next time, keep pushing, don't stop taking notes, and never stop hustling.